You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. All right, it is that time. Welcome, welcome. It is our holiday episode at Retired Racehorse Radio, which is wild to think that we're already at the end of the year, Kristen. Last episode of the year. Can't believe that. I'm like super behind on like what time of year it is anymore. So I know, I know. I'm like, I feel like I'm already in 2023, also planning the end of 2022 and there's still so much to do, but yeah. My year kind of works on makeover time. So it's like, you know, the new year starts tomorrow because that's when applications are going to open up. So happy new year. Happy new year to that. But it's also exciting. We're in episode 94. I can't believe it has, we're almost to a hundred episodes. Like we're going to hit a hundred episodes in 2023, which is absolutely wild. So for anyone who's listening and joining us, whether you're here for the live episode today, uh, if you are joining us live, we'd love for you to say hi in the comments. We'll give you a shout out there. But if you're listening on Christmas Day when this comes out, we appreciate you guys so much for supporting the show and making everything possible. And they're off on Retired Racehorse Radio, the podcast that is your guide to the adoption, care, and training of the retired racehorse. I would love to introduce who we have on the show with us. A lot of familiar, probably familiar voices, a lot of familiar names. We have with us, obviously, co-host Kristen. Kristen, where are you calling from today? Uh, Jamestown, New York. My home base. Amazing, amazing. And for those who don't know me, maybe this is your first time listening. I'm Joy Orm, also co-host of Retired Racehorse Radio, and I'm calling in today from Chicago, Illinois. Normally, I'm outside Detroit in Michigan. And then we also are joined by our boss and founder, Glenn the Geek. Hi, everybody. Good to be here. Thanks she didn't for- invite me last year, so I'm glad I made it this That's year. not true. That's <laughs> not true. You did join. There's a recording. I did. Yeah, you're right. That's true. <laughs> It's been so long. It's good to be here. It's good to see everybody. Great to have you on, for sure. And then we're also joined by our new vocations team. We have Leandra Cooper, friend of the podcast. Hello. Welcome back. And we also have Winnie Morgan Nemeth, who joined us this year as well on the standard bread side from New Vocations. Hi. Welcome back, Winnie. And of course, it wouldn't be a show without Kirsten Green from the Retired Racehorse Project. Hi, everybody. Happy holidays. Thanks, as always, for having me. Thanks for joining. I'm so super excited. We're going to have a lot of fun on this episode, sharing a couple of our favorite memories from the year, going through some of our holiday favorites. And of course, we have to do rapid fire questions. We always have to do that. So... Before we jump into all that, I'd love to give a huge shout out to our premier sponsor, Kentucky Performance Products. We can't do this without them, as well as Cashel Company. We greatly appreciate everything they've done to support the show and make it happen. This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com. If you've ever had a horse with diarrhea, you know what a frustrating problem it can be. Finding an ingredient that works to dry up the diarrhea becomes a high priority. It turns out that researchers have found one, a yeast called Saccharomyces boulardii. It has been proven to improve and halt episodes of diarrhea. It supplies specific nutrients to the lining of the small and large intestines, and these nutrients promote healing of irritated tissues. 
It also supports improved starch and sugar digestion in the small intestine, reducing the opportunity for imbalances to occur in the hindgut. Nalox Advanced, made by Kentucky Performance Products, contains Saccharomyces boulardii, along with a blend of fermentation solubles and stomach buffers. Nalox Advanced is recommended for horses of any age that are suffering from diarrhea. It also supports a healthy digestive tract in horses at risk for gastric or colonic ulcers, such as performance horses or any horse that is constantly on the go and exposed to stressful situations. For best results, Nalox Advanced should be fed on a daily basis. This Nutritional Minute has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. You can find all of their terrific products at kppusa.com. Let's get into some recaps for the year. Um, I'm happy to start on the Retired Racers Radio side just to warm it up so no one feels too much pressure. I'll embarrass myself first today. Um, And Kristen, you joined this year, so there's... A lot of new things that happened. You joined us in March, which was new to the show. And we're the highlight so, of your year, obviously. Obviously, it's the <laughs> highlight of my year. <laughs> no, we do miss Jamie. And it's, we miss having her in this room. Um, but it was great to have her for the time from the beginning till she has moved on to work on her projects with her retraining of racehorses and still does horses in the morning with Glenn. But it's great that we have Kristen joining us on this end of the show. Uh, we did 24 episodes out of 94 total. This is our 94th, as I stated earlier. In those episodes, we've interviewed 38 different guests out of the US, Australia, and Canada. We've done four panels, which is very new for us to do. So if you love the panels, we'd love to know because we'd like to do more of those. Some of those were the new vocations panel, which I, I think was my favorite episode of the whole year. I loved all of them, but like that one, I, I cried during that. It was a very emotional episode. Um, but we had the Napravniks on, we just did the limited horse. And then of course we had our making the makeover series where we followed three writers going all the way to the thoroughbred makeover and all three made it, which is great and had an epic time. We've introduced 14 thoroughbreds and ta- or 10 standard breads, thanks to Winnie joining the show. So it's it's been a pretty epic year on our end. It's been nice to see the growth and to have so many different stories coming in. Kristen, do you have a favorite episode so far? I do. I actually, we chatted about this the other day on the um, the Horse Radio Network holiday episode as well. So pretty early on, we got to interview Natalie Voss from Pollock Report. Um, and we were discussing with her, she had recently published that series on um, being a young person in the racing industry and, you know, how challenging that can be. Um, and when we got the opportunity to speak with her, that was when it really clicked to me of like, this is a really cool platform. And this is awesome that you guys, for whatever reason, are turning me loose to talk to these people and then publish that conversation. So that was really, really fun. And I think we got into some pretty good stuff with Natalie. So we were talking about being a young person in the industry, being a woman in the industry, where aftercare fit into the whole thing. So, you know, all that good stuff. That was a really fun conversation. Absolutely. That was a great episode indeed. Um, And Natalie Voss is amazing and a world for full of wealth right there as far as the racing industry and then started bringing the aftercare side of things too. And then I'd love to pass it off to the new vocations team. I'll start with you, Leandra. What has been amazing about 2022 on new vocations? Well, it's hard to know where to begin, but I would say top of the list is that we 
as new vocations are celebrating 30 years of being in service to these fantastic X-ray sources. So we had a lot of fun this year in being able to bring back the open barn and barbecue, which is a really fun event to be able to do that live again, um, be able to celebrate our birthday. And um, have an, we had another event where we invited people back to the barn to especially those who had sponsored us and been there all along the way through those 30 years. I'm sure Winnie can speak to that more, but we're happy to just be celebrating another successful year of helping hundreds of horses find new careers and new homes. And that just is spectacular to be able to say 30 years and counting. That's awesome. I love it. 30 well, years. Wow. 30 years is an accomplishment for sure. I always like to brag to people that new vocations like opened up the same year that I was born. And it, so it like justifies my obsession with new vocations. Truly. Yeah. yeah. You can say it was created for you. Yeah. Like the stars just aligned, <laughs> you know? You've grown up together. <laughs> I can be that egotistical, like a true Leo. It's totally well, fine. <laughs> as am I. So I understand this completely. And this was also my mentality because I kind of grew up with Harry Potter. So in my mind, that was like written for me. This is our generation. Can I get we even worse on this tangent? <laughs> Leandra, my birthday's the same as Harry Potter. So I feel that deeply. Uh, I was like sitting and waiting for my Hogwarts letter because we were born the same year on the same day. And I was like, where is mine? But it's we'll get into that in another that. episode. Yeah, we'll expand on this. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, for sure. For sure. And then Winnie got to join us this year as part of the Retired Resource Radio team, bringing standard breads to our side, which is something we really wanted to make an important mission this year. Winnie, tell us some things about that happened for you on the standard bread side at New Vocations this year. Well, I have loved being a part of this, and thank you guys for having me on, although our standard bread side is a little bit smaller than the thoroughbred side. Um, it's just been a lot of fun, and uh, definitely like Leandra said, I would say our highlight of 30 years is is pretty incredible um, and, and really special um, to be a part of and see it uh, from the beginning like I have. So, and to see where it is now, I never would have imagined that. So that's pretty great. Um, 2022 has been really exciting. Um, for the standard red side, we got to go to Equine Affair in April in Columbus, Ohio. And uh, I had the opportunity along with um, our Richwood, Ohio team, um, Bridget, and we took three millionaire standard reds that had earned a million dollars. We happened to have all in the program at the same time. And um, then we took two of our um, matron of honor mares, which was also a new program, um, started in late 2021. And um, that was pretty incredible to get to showcase those horses to um, the folks at Equine Affair. I would say that definitely was a highlight. And um, then after that, we were featured, um, the United States Trotting Horse Association came out to our Richwood facility and followed that story on the three millionaire horses that we had. And um, got to do like 10 minutes of video of them riding and talking about their racing career and then their riding career. So, again, just anytime we can intertwine the racehorse part of it with the riding horse part of it, I just think it's educational for most people. Um, so that was that was just super exciting. And then like our fall, we've had a really strong fall for adoptions and it's been so nice to feature our horses and, you know, rolling into December, we have a, we have a special going on with our 50% off. And um, I'm excited to say that as of today, we've had seven standard reds adopted. Congratulations yeah, awesome. on that. 
And I have to say, like, Kristen can speak more to having a standard bread than than I can. I'm very new to the standard bread, and even that's pseudo because it's technically my mom's standard bread. But um, the standard breads that you would post at New Vocations are just stunning. Like, honestly, the photos are great. I would never guess. I always think of like the traditional old world standard bread when we're talking about them. But the way they're being bred today, they truly are being bred to be sport horses. And it's remarkable to see. I've learned so much and I'm very grateful that you've joined this team. Oh, well, thank you. Well, I do want to add that um, Leandra, when she was in New York, placed quite a few standard breads for us before she moved to Lexington. So I don't know if she's ever mentioned that, but she was a big part for, goodness, what, three three years placing standard breads for us in New York? Wow. Yeah, gladly. And and I learned a lot about them too, because I hadn't come from a strong standard bread background, but they are so incredible. And there's so much to be said. I mean, even just as far as like their endurance and how many average races they go through. And so by the time that they're ready for a new career, there's such spectacular animals. So I'm grateful to have learned from them too. And I always miss them. Of course you do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. Well, they're definitely remarkable and we're great to have more of a balance on the show. I know we were very thoroughbred heavy when we started, but it's nice to be able to represent both sides of the retired racehorse world. Uh, And speaking of, we're going to go into the retired racehorse project you guys had a big year. Uh, I know it's not quite the mega makeover we had last year, a little bit calmer, a little bit easier, hopefully, but it seems to be a remarkable yeah. <laughs> year nonetheless. Yeah, we definitely wouldn't complain if we didn't have to do another mega makeover. So if the <laughs> pandemic could just cool it for another like millennia, like that'd be okay. <laughs> um, it's definitely a relief to be kind of back on like the normal schedule, but like I think for us and our team like 2022 was really kind of the most normal year since 2019 honestly like the first year that we had been back to Land Rover the first year like we were supposed to go to Equine Affair as well for the first time in 2020 and so we we know how that went so there was definitely a lot of recruiting muscle memory for just kind of being out on the road and doing things which was tiring, but also just invigorating as well to kind of be out and interfacing more um, with our community than we have been in the last couple of years. So definitely very grateful to be back kind of on the somewhat normal schedule, Um, you know, for us in terms of highlights, very proud to have completed our website project, which, you know, probably means more to us than it does to anybody else. But like anybody that has been involved in a website overhaul, like can surely appreciate like, you know, what a huge undertaking that is, Um, you know, kind of on the programmatic front, um, you know, very successful makeover, very pleased to um, include uh, more tip classes and to have um, them kind of incorporated into our schedule Um, to offer the Western Championships and the Central Dressage Championships. We registered about 560 horses to the makeover last year. So, you know, just kind of by nature of how things go, not all of them complete, but that's 560 horses that have benefited from being a part of the process and have found themselves in the hands of capable trainers. So, you know, we always say like, 
participating in the process is what makes you a graduate, not necessarily completing the event itself. So the event itself went really smoothly for our team, um, really hit it out of the park. We had great media coverage, thanks in part to a person that's here on this call with us as well. Um, but also just a couple of highlights, you know, having uh, Whitmore Breeders' Cup Multiple Graded Stakes winner really raised a lot of awareness for our program and how it fits into the aftercare landscape. Um, we were also uh, very thankful to take an increased part in producing Real Rider Cup this year and partnering with new vocations at their beautiful Lexington facility. So that was a big win. And I think for us, the year has really kind of capped off with announcing our broodmare division for next year, which we knew people wanted, but we didn't think it was going to be the type of thing that there would be happy tears about. So yeah, that actual was crying. Yep. Yes. actual crying. Actual yeah. crying, yeah. which is not a question <laughs> at all. We're happy that people are that happy. It was just somewhat unexpected. So I'm very grateful to um, ASPCA for funding some of the startup of that. And also um, for our new partnership uh, with Claiborne Farm that was announced earlier this week uh, that has come in as the title sponsor for that program. So always grateful to have uh, the racing support and buy-in um, to support these types of programs. It's very important for them uh, to participate and we're very grateful. So did a lot this year. We're all very tired <laughs> and looking forward to, you know, just kind of getting 2023 rolling and and taking some time to kind of regroup and rest uh, where possible over the holidays. You guys have definitely been busting your butt. I'll, I'll stay centered. I'll stay G-rated. G uh, just just <laughs> letting us here. Uh, <laughs> but you guys really have been busting your butts to get some amazing work done and get awareness up. It was a fabulous makeover to come back to. I was last there in 2019 where we got to do coverage of the makeover. But I mean, the weather was perfect. The competitors, like, it was amazing seeing people like handing off their lead ropes because someone lost theirs or holding someone's dog to go walk their horses. Like everyone is being so supportive of each other. And you really have fostered such an amazing community with this program. We're very thankful to partner with you. Yeah. Thank you. It's, you know, a happy accident that it has turned into the, you know, happiest horse show on earth. But I think it's a testament to, the staff and the kind of energy that they put into their work and setting the tone for, for how we want to interface with um, the people that we serve. And I think it just kind of carries through because it truly is a very supportive and gracious community of trainers that are involved with the makeover. Absolutely. And I will mention you only had one grumpy participant. Her name was Kristen Kovach-Bentley, because I was asking her... <laughs> I knew this was going to come up. This is an opportunity for me to publicly yes. apologize again. <laughs> Where I offered her a hug as I was leaving, and she snapped at me. I she was busy. I didn't snap. <laughs> I'm teasing. I, I'm maybe. teasing. <laughs> no, it was amazing to see Kristen really put all of her efforts into everything she does and keep that social moving and keep everyone updated. So props to you, Kristen, for doubling both this show and the makeover. Like, you are a true champion. It's I mean, I, I will say thank you, but that is my biggest regret of 2020 was being mean to joy at the makeover. So not many people get to be mean to me. So it's nice. Normally I'm mean literally to the nicest person at the horse radio network. Sorry, Glenn. And I, no, I agree. She is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Joy planned this beautiful little social schedule for, you know, all of 
our contestants. Um, so the, the three trainers that we had followed all year and she and Zach brought coffee and donuts. And she was like, you know, texting me every day and was like, you going to make it to donut breakfast. And I would send back. No, <laughs> that was awesome. you were very polite about it. You were very <laughs> polite. Like, I'm busy, you know, like running around with my hair on fire, but poor joy. I have to make, we got to catch up. We got to meet in real life and we got a nice photo together. It was all we very did. good. And it turns mm-hmm. out Kristen's taller than me. It's not often someone's taller than me. Like, yeah, exciting. I also had a, like a cowboy hat on, which definitely just added to the super imposing in person. <laughs> It, it shocked me the first time I met her, and I'm six one, and I went, "Wow!" <laughs> um, and then Glenn, I will pass it off to you because normally you're not a part of our show. It's a very special treat to have you today, but we've had some changes at Horse Radio Network this year. If you want to give a recap of that, yeah. Before we do that, though, I just pulled up the latest survey that just came out on podcasting, and I want to congratulate all of you. And this baby was Joy's idea. I remember her coming to me years ago when we talked about it for months and months before we ever started the show. Um, but this was all your idea four years ago, right? Yeah. No? Yeah, it was going to be the Thoroughbred 30, and you're like, we can do better. <laughs> yeah, that was. <laughs> we had a we had to come up with a better name, but. You congratulations, you guys. Do you realize that I'm looking at the study right now that you are in the top two percent of all podcasts for the number of episodes? Only two percent of podcasts make it to a hundred episodes. Wow. So con- congratulations on that. And even more important than that, when I take a look at the number of downloads per episode, you're in the top one percent of all podcasts for the number of downloads per episode. So good job, all of you. That, that's a testament Yay. to all of Yay. you. So Thanks, well done. Glenn. Well done. You know, 1% ain't shabby. You know, you could probably get to a half a percent. We'll do that for next year, okay? Uh, but That's good to have goals, yeah. <laughs> Not shabby at all. I'm very proud of what you guys have done. And uh, I think you're the number three or four show on the network as far as downloads are concerned. So considering it was a niche of a niche, right? Um, yeah, right. I know Jamie, Jamie and I were like, okay, we got one year in. What do we do? <laughs> we we're like very concerned of how to keep the show going, but we do have a, a fabulous team here and a great, great boss. So I know you don't and like listen, to be called and boss. listeners that are very loyal. So oh, good for you guys. Best. A lot yep. of them have become like long-term friends of mine. It's they're amazing. All of you are amazing. You know, so other than that, in the Horse Radio Network, we had a few changes this year, too. Um, I'm happy to say that Equine Network purchased us a few months ago uh, after much negotiation f- since January. Uh, and I'm very happy about that. Uh, I think every the listeners thought I'd be very sad about that. But no, I'm very happy about that. Somebody else makes the decisions now. And all of us that own our own businesses know what I mean by that. So, uh, and they're a good group. Equine Network's been great to work with. Uh, I, I like all my bosses over there. I haven't had any for 14 years, so that's kind of different. But it is, it's, it's been, it's been a good thing for, for Jennifer and I. You know, we've done this for 14 years. I've been podcasting for 16. So it was, it was time to, to have this happen. And they, they stepped up and, and what's, what that means now is we have more support. So, so there's going to be a brand new website coming out. So you guys will see a new website with Retired Racehorse Radio on it that's 
by the way, much fancier than the one I did. Um, it's amazing when you have actual artist people do it. Uh, it looks great. So that's going to be coming out very shortly and a whole bunch of other improvements because there's whole teams of people now working on it, not just me and my wife. So I think that's going to be it. This, it's going to be really good to see what happens in 2023. And that includes Retired Racehorse Radio as part of that. We now have 40 shows on the network. So think about that. There's 40 shows of people talking about horses. Who would ever thought that would happen? But <laughs> there you go, 40 shows, and I'm, uh, uh, I'm happy with all of them. They are all doing a great job. And if you want to catch me, you can visit Horses in the Morning and uh, check us out every day over there. Love it. Thank you, Glenn. And it is a great show. It's Fridays are my favorite episodes. <laughs> and I tell you, Zach is desperate. He's heard some of the old horse husbands, and he is desperate to be a part of that. Well, that that might be coming back next year, oh. horse husbands episode. Well, I have yeah. a volunteer, a very overly okay. eager volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> we could have, like, yeah, podcasting horse husbands. I know. We we may be plotting something on Retired Resource Radio as well. We'll, we'll keep you posted 20, for 2023. 20, goals. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm here with Tony from Cashel. You all know it from the ads you hear all the time on this show. But I we're at the trade show, and this is the p- point of time in the year where we find out what's new coming out. So what's Cashel have new coming out? Oh, we've got a, a great lineup of uh, 32, 34 wool top pads. So describe them. Uh, five different colors, real vibrant, bright, sharp-looking pads. What, are the, what makes them different? Uh, well, it's the fill. The, the, the wool felt on the inside is a natural felt, and the fleece on the bottom is a 100% merino. Oh, really? Okay. So these are soft and squishy pads. Well, not real squishy, but soft, and, and they do absorb shock and, and saddle fit. What would they retail for? What are those? That's you about know. 119. That's the right price. Yeah. Anything else new with Cashel coming out? Oh, we've got uh, more saddle pads coming in the fall. A uh, new strap line coming in the fall. It's uh, a two tone that looks great with a, a great buckle set on it. There's we're always in development, so there's so many things projects in the works. What's still your most popular product? Is it still always the same things year after year? Uh, fly, you bet. Yeah, fly, fly that's what we all. That's, what, that's how I knew you in the first place was fly. Fly masks. Yep. Yeah. Many years ago, uh, we were primarily fly masks and kind of had some tush cushions and a few odds and ends. Today, we've broadened that offering to saddlebags, uh, strap, head stalls, breast collars, bell boots, um, leg protection, and the it continues to grow. Is there a place where somebody can go and see all the products? Uh, Cashelcompany.com will give you a good offering. There you go. Well, thank you, Tony. It's been fun seeing you again. Hey, thank you. Good to see you. We have holiday things to focus on right now in 2022. We'll get to 2023. There's lots to think about for that. But, Kristen, maybe I'll pass this one off to you to start our our holiday traditions, the things that we love most about this time of year, and to learn a little bit more about us outside of the horse world. Yeah, I mean, in terms of personal traditions, um, I don't want to say we don't have any, but our family traditions sort of evolve year by year. <laughs> so the Kovaches are uh, an ever-changing people. So um, I guess that's the tradition is that Eric and I, my husband, always make an effort to go see 
my family because um, they live about six hours away. So we live quite close to Eric's family. So we see them the other 364 days of the year. Um, And so then we always go down to Pennsylvania. And then um, recently our holiday tradition has been having a bonfire for about six days. So we just six day uh, bonfire. Yeah. You know, you just sort of keep feeding it and go out at night and then is it burning man for holidays? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's like a music festival without the music. It's just us burning stuff for six days, but it's (laughs) nothing redneck about that at all. Holiday purge. Yeah. No, we joke. I'm like, it's a little pagan. It's a little, you know, old school. You, you know, keep the fire lit and, you know, get ready for longer days again. Because at that, that point, you, at Christmas going forward, the days are getting longer. So, so you do fall cleaning. Everything you don't want goes in the bonfire at Christmas. Pretty much, it, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I love that. Furniture. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, mementos, you know, whatever. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> what about you? I'm sure hopefully something a little less... Uh, um, fiery. <laughs> I'm pretty, I eat, I eat a lot on the holidays. I get really excited to eat food and like all food is game. I'm not necessarily super traditional. Like some years I do like a whole Vietnamese thing. Other years it's like super traditional to we're doing soul food this year. We just like to eat until it hurts. That's probably our <laughs> biggest tradition. Um, Christmas in excess. Yes. I mean, we, and we attempt to go to the gym, like right. Zach's at the gym right now while I'm doing this, I will do it tomorrow. And like, we have to prep so we can eat without thinking anything of it and still fit in our pants by new year's. That's like front load the caloric deficit. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Like if I starve myself the first half of just, this is all like not recommended high. And I'm joking with all of this, just so we know. Um, This is not a fitness podcast. This is not a, this shouldn't even know. This is all fake (laughs) news, but (laughs) how not to holiday, how not to holiday by joy. But yeah, so we like are a little bit more conscious where we, eat pretty healthy the first two weeks so we can totally binge and just be gluttonous the last two weeks of the month. Um, But the other fun holiday tradition, which some other you might do, is the Christmas pickle in the tree. I'm a very big fan of a Christmas pickle. I love hiding it in the tree. And then I always try to have prizes for people who want to participate to find it. And I get into some insane good prizes, like a $100 gift card to Amazon, because I have the tiniest Christmas pickle possible. (laughs) They really have to work. I even did it at a job once, and they almost tore the tree down because I had several Amazon gift cards to find. It was exciting. It's very entertaining for me. So kind of like your holiday purge a little yeah. bit. <laughs> That's just what it's going to be called now. Christmas the holiday, holiday purge. Yes. Yes. I love it. In the uh, time that I've known you, I don't think I've ever heard about the pickle in the Christmas tree. So I would love uh, if you could elaborate on that. I'm, I'm intrigued. Yes. Oh, it, I, you like haven't heard of the tradition the period. <laughs> No, like, what are you talking about? Yeah, no. it's it's a German tradition to like hide a little pickle ornament in a tree. Why they okay. picked a gherkin, I don't know. I, I can't answer those questions, but I love it. It blends in well with the pine, so it just makes okay. it more exciting. I guess for kids, you want to get a slightly bigger pickle and not make it totally awful for them. Like but adults, I mean, I think mine's maybe maybe two inches like it's very small pickle hidden is this a plastic pickle yeah it's a plastic ornament pickle i should try it with a real pickle because i have an outdoor tree because i have violent cats so the tree (laughs) lives on the porch 
So I wonder if I put a real pickle <laughs> out there if the birds would eat it. Probably not. I don't think Maybe they like no. pickles. Maybe. I'll let you know. I'll report back. Keep us posted. Keep us posted for, you know, first episode of the year. We'll let you know how yeah, the pickle report. real Christmas pickle win. But Leandra, <laughs> this. how about you? What are some of your holiday traditions? Well, I would say most of the traditions in my family are, had to do with like the schedule that we did everything as kids. And then I've been quite nomadic in my lifetime and my siblings don't live near me anymore. So the actual schedule of things doesn't quite matter anymore, especially now that we're all in our own places. And um, I generally refuse to get like a traditional Christmas tree. I'll have some other plant that I decorate yes. and pretend it's as such because why not? And so for me, I think that I just like to usually go back to like old recipes. So my favorite cookie, probably like overall, but definitely during Christmas is, uh, it's basically a sugar cookie that you can, like what I'll do is make two batches of dough and keep one of them sort of standard color without any sort of coloring. And then I'll put, um, like some red food coloring. I like to use the like natural base. So it's like a beet coloring or something. So it's always slightly off, but I love it. And put like some peppermint flavoring in it. So then you're twisting them to make a candy cane shape. And then you can also choose to dip them in chocolate if you want. And they're quite delicious. My weakness of all weaknesses as food goes is mint chocolate. So it kind of satisfies all of these things and it's cute and they're fun. Um, So that's what I do. I revisit recipes, but yeah. That's a good nice. one. I love a good cookie recipe. So if you want to you want to send that over to me, I will definitely Absolutely. love to try that. That'd be great. I feel like we're headed Let's towards a horse radio network recipe book. That'll be when the the authors <laughs> are trying to put they're actually trying to put one together. The listeners are working on one cuz we do recipes every <laughs> okay. week on horses we really in the morning. We have so. the best listeners. Like really, they're the yeah. best. <laughs> yeah. They're working on one right now. We do recipes every week on horses in the morning. So they're putting all of those in and then they're all contributing their own. So yes, there will be one probably here in the next couple of months. If we can do, we'll do like the video version where then we try to make these recipes and that could be quite entertaining. Yeah. Next year's, next year's party. Let us know (laughs) everyone. If you want a virtual cooking class with the retired racehorse radio team. (laughs) Uh, Winnie, what about you? What are your holiday favorites? So, um, like Leandra said, cookies is always a big one. Um, my go-to was uh, Gordon Food Service cookies. So, they come in 72 cookies, and they're stars and bells and trees. And um, I think my daughters and I have been doing those, like, since they were born. So, my oldest is 19. Aww. So, we've always done that. The other thing that I've done since I was a little girl... Um, our requirement before on Christmas Eve was that we had to go to Christmas Eve candlelight service, regardless if you went to church or did not go to church in my family, that you had to do that. And then you got to open presents. And we still to this day do that tradition. And it's fun. Like me growing up, it was always so hard to be patient. Like, why do we have to go do this? Hold the candle, sing songs, and then, you know, got to open presents. So but it, it really now is a lot different uh, now that I'm older and I really appreciate getting to do that. Absolutely love that. That's so sweet. And the fam- my family was like that as well. Was, I can't say I still repeat that, but it was always a nice family memory for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then 
Kristen, or sorry, Kirsten. I had to go back and forth between the Kristen and Kirsten. I have to go back and forth. It's welcome to our life. It's fine. So <laughs> hard. Okay, We're not even change. drinking yet. <laughs> but Kirsten, tell us a little bit about your holiday favorites. I think like there's always kind of that shift, right? Like as we grow up and form our own families and everything, like where you start to kind of like break off and start to forge some of your own traditions and that sort of thing. And I think my husband and I, I think for the most part, it's a blessing that our family is close. Like we all, we live like in central Maryland, our parents are both within an hour of us. But when we bought our home a couple of years ago, like we moved just a little bit far away and like the holidays started to kind of turn into like the tour of like places that we needed to hit. And now we've got more dogs, we've got older dogs and we're just kind of hitting that point where we're like, y'all can come to us. Like (laughs) we don't have kids. We don't have that an excuse, but like it is, we do have to make concession for the animals now at this point. So my mom is French Canadian and also lived in Austria for a number of years. So she was always very much the driver of any types of traditions that we had when I was growing up. So meat pies are a very Canadian, French Canadian thing. So there was always meat pies. Um, And then she brought home the tradition of making stolen, which is like a German, um, like candied fruit yeasted bread, um, which I hate um but we (laughs) you know like I'll I'll force some down like you know just to make her happy because we make it every year but that's always kind of been in the mix but now like since we've moved and COVID and all that sort of things like it's turned the holidays into like a rather fluid thing you know my uncle has started to come to visit more than he ever has so that's kind of made things evolve a little bit and the only thing at this point that we've really established, like my husband and I, like as a family, is that we have a local garden center that their holiday retail is just like absurd. It is the most like the whole indoor greenhouse, like starting in October, the fake trees go up. They all have themes. All of the ornaments are like within the theme. There's and it's just it's excessive and overpriced and it's but you can't miss it. It is just like holiday overload and and they're dog friendly. So what we like to do is we go, we pick a tree, they get your tree ready to go. And then we go inside, we let the dogs pick something from the pet section. And then we'll pick up like an ornament or two to add to our collection. Like I grew up in a house that had very, you know, some places are like the theme colored coordinated tree household ribbon in the works. And my household was like, collected over time ornaments. And I remember having sticker shock when I went out to like decorate my first dream was like, Oh my God, like why do ornaments cost so much? They're a great so, wedding like, gift, by the way, because they yeah, are so expensive. Are. Like yeah. buying ornaments as wedding gifts, highly recommend. Yeah, definitely. I also agree, but we've reached a point now where we have a pretty good collection because when we travel, we'll pick something up in a gift shop. Or, so we've got a lot of like, distillery ornaments and we have several Keeneland Fabergé ornaments and we have several Briar like racehorse ornaments so there's a definitive like theme I put them all at the top of the tree like your tree is my favorite so far (laughs) (laughs) I haven't even seen it I justified to run in the right direction this year so American Pharaoh's running towards the Keeneland finish line and justifies going like just doesn't want to hang the right way (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> justify her out. Yeah. So, justify had a little too much eggnog this year. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. That's so fun. I love it. You'll have to send us a picture of your tree if you don't mind, because I would love to put it on our yeah. social. Yeah. Have one. <laughs> uh, Glenn, how about you? What are some of your favorite holiday traditions? Well, you know, it started years ago. I was thinking about that, something that we do that's a little bit different. And I don't know how I started this, but Years ago, when we'd all get together for family in Pennsylvania, which we don't go up too much anymore because it's like cold up there and we live in Florida, so they have to come down here. See your t-shirt, Glenn. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, (laughs) you know, it's 80 degrees today. I'm angry. (laughs) (laughs) But I started this thing where I I bought lottery tickets, like a lot of them, several hundred dollars worth of lottery tickets, and everybody got like 20 lottery tickets, and we'd all sit around after we ate lunch on, on Christmas Day and do the lottery tickets. And it turned out to be this big hit and somebody always won like $500. Wow. So it became this thing. So even now when we don't get home, I I send the lottery tickets up for everybody that's getting together and they do the lottery tickets well, it, even though we're not there. So it just became a thing. I don't know how. But it's been for years we've been doing that, the lottery ticket Christmas. That's funny. I wonder if it's a Pennsylvania thing because my dad does that. When we go really? to Pennsylvania, yeah. he's like, here's your lottery tickets. And we're like, yeah. oh. Okay, it gives everybody yeah. something to do, right? It's exciting, and you know, when when somebody always wins a larger amount, then you're you're obviously hoping you're the one, you know. Uh, but it's happened. Uh, it, it, we've always had a larger amount almost every year. But then you you're buying three hundred lottery tickets. You're probably going to have somebody winning something, right? Yeah, there's going to be some return. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you, the problem with that is you got one happy person, and everybody else is like. Oh, what what happened? Well, it's you know, like, like betting on the Kentucky Derby, though. Like, how many people are feeling that with Rich Strike winning this year? Let's be real. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I love that. That's super fun. That's one I think I would want to try. I have to see if I can get Zach on board. But I thought about getting him the scratch offs for his stocking stuffer. So maybe. Yeah, you know, it just gives them something to do, right? Everybody goes and finds a quarter quick, and they all sit there for, and it keeps them all quiet for for like a half an hour, especially the kids. (laughs) So, (laughs) Mike's quiet on Christmas morning. (laughs) Oh, it's so fun! Well, thank you guys all for sharing. I would love to know if anyone who's listening in, like whether you're listening live, you want to drop it in the comments, or if you're listening on Christmas Day, we'd love for you to ping us what are some of your Christmas traditions or Hanukkah or whatever you choose to celebrate. We'd love to know what you do with your family. Uh, Kristen, I think it's time for rapid fire. It is. I've lost my rapid fire list. No, (laughs) I handed it to you. I know. I'm very disorganized (laughs) this evening. I'll find it. I'll find it. You start. Okay. Okay, well, we'll start with some rapid fire. And Chris and I are going to sit out on this one for now. Is that what we planned? Or are we jumping in? Well, if I can't find my list, I'm in the dark. So I might have to jump in. (laughs) Okay, well, we'll see what happens. We'll see if we want. We'll see if we give you guys answers or not. But we're going to go backwards. We're going to start with Glenn. Who is the racehorse you'd most likely want to ride or drive? Uh, And this will be the same question for for everyone. Yes. Wow. Or hang out with, whatever you would like. I think I have, you know, one of the first memories I have of racehorses, because I'm a horse husband and, you know, married into this, is the whole Barbaro time. And Mm. so I would have said, if he's still around Barbaro. Yeah. That's a good, my dad would say the same one. Yeah. Barbaro. I would have to say that. I don't know how it'd be as a driving horse, but, you know. (laughs) I was going to say, is that to ride, drive, or just hang out with? It could be exciting. (laughs) That, that's going to require some liquid courage, I'm sure. Yeah. But. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, it's great. Uh, Kirsten, what about you? Who's the racehorse that you want to hang out with, ride with, drive with? I could like totally sit on the couch and have a beer with American Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's my, like he just, <laughs> he has that chill, like looking temperament about him. Yeah. I think he'd <laughs> want to have a beer with you actually. So yeah, <laughs> he'd be good. Yeah. Would. <laughs> I have a hard time holding it with his hooves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just, just help him out. It's fine. Yeah. Just fine. Yeah. I'll give him like he a beer. Like dude. Helmet, but he can, yeah. <laughs> he seems like a cool bro. He seems like he'd yeah. chill. Winnie, how about you? Well, um, representing the standard red side, I'm going to say I would love to drive Bulldog Hanover, who is the current fastest standard red of all time. Um, and that's a 2022 uh, this year. Uh, he's probably going to be horse of the year. Um, I'm a part of the United States hardest rider. So I'm part of that voting and we're getting ready to vote this um, this weekend on that. So fun. Bulldog that's Hanover. I was hoping somebody would say him. He's very, very cool. <laughs> I'm sitting there. I was like, fastest stand. Like that makes me nervous. But <laughs> I, I do love that for you. You're much braver than I am. Definitely Leandra- want to put your goggles on for that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Leandra, how about you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would say I have a slight obsession with Honor Code and his offspring, um, especially since I have one. And I've loved Every single one of them that has come through new vocations, like I would, I would keep them all. Um, so I can't ever say enough. And then when we had a chance to go to Lane's End, he was hanging out in the turnout. He was like, I'm not, I'm not going to come up. So I still want to hang out with him. But for riding, I was thinking about this. At, as you literally just said this, so not that long, but. Um, I have always, like, if I could, I would love to ride Stormcat because mm. I have so many adopters who have these preconceived notions about a horse who has Stormcat in his bloodlines. And which is funny because we see, I mean, I can't tell you how many horses, like the vast majority of the one that I've, the ones that I've seen in the last year, especially where I'm just like, well, there's Stormcat. And you always know there's going to be some adopter who will be like, well, I would adopt this one, but he's got Stormcat. So clearly he's crazy. So I've always wanted to kind of like see what he's like. Like because I, that, the theory in a way. Absolutely. Like <laughs> firsthand because I'm like, first of all, like they, you, they can have that in their bloodlines and still be like absolutely nothing. Like even if he was awful, be nothing like him. But anyway, I, I'm just, I'm always an underdog kind of person. And I, I, I love me a good challenge. So even if he was tough, I think I'd probably love him more for that. But I would say for riding Stormcat, but for hanging out, I, I love me some honor code. Love that. I love it. Love it. Chris, I feel like we should jump in. I people, people. Yeah. Cause now ask. I want to know what your answer is. So okay. you go first. I'd say I would love to hang out with justify like ride, hang out, whatever, what he wants to do. Justify is such a cool horse. And yeah, he'd probably be my top pick for sure. And I have a thing for chestnuts. I just do. Have you met him? No. In person? No. Is he cool? He's not cool. He's kind of douchey. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> cool. They wouldn't let us near his stall because he's kind of a biter. He's like, oh, he's yeah. not that cool to hang out with. Well, I've had know, plenty of I'm ruining this for you. I mean, no. you probably love it. I'm like, yeah, they say never accepted. meet your heroes, right? So Challenge yeah. accepted. I'm going to Disney princess Please that do. real quick. I don't doubt it. If anybody can enchant this horse, it'd be you. I'd be like, I got snacks. Don't bite me. It's okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, Kristen, how about you? <laughs> oh, it's same answer every year. Gun runner every time. Yeah, you do love gun runner. Yeah. Well, and I found out when I was in Kentucky in November, it's Candy Ride. It's Gun Runner Sire. Every time I see either, I met Candy Ride and then we were, uh, Kirsten was at Spendthrift today too. We were at Spendthrift and I was like, whoa, whoa, you know, at this good looking stallion that came out and it was another Candy Ride. It was Vacoma. So when Kirsten went today, I was like, get a good look at Vacoma for me. And she very nicely sent me a video of him running around so uh, yeah those candy he rides. has a striking resemblance to jobber so i mean that that's makes sense is. yeah it's and like jobber if you actually built jobber for sport instead of just <laughs> built jobber with leftover parts from the thoroughbred factory which is oh what i ended God. up with <laughs> he gets it done he gets it done but yeah he's uh he's many horses cobbled together i think is jobber so yeah <laughs> the, uh, the candy rides are like the upgraded creature. version so yeah. he's uniquely built. Leave him alone. Yeah, I just he, we don't tell him that he wasn't built for anything that he does, and he doesn't care. So it's no. fine. He's every happy. time I get a gun runner, I think of you, Krista. Yeah, save me one. And I've just, just <laughs> retired race horse radio, the show of enablement. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, next, we're not very good at rapid fire, as we can tell, but that's slow okay. fire. That's it's fine. It's hey, I found my list. Mid range. I fire. found my list, so I'm going to ask you oh. the next one. Okay, you go for it. Well, actually, I'll start with our guests. Yeah, uh, I'm going to start with Winnie. The best or worst holiday gift you've ever received? Well, last year I got invited to a party, and you were supposed to bring a gift that you had received that you were regifting, and my good friend gave me a leather hole punch, but it was very fancy. And I was like, this is probably the worst and best gift. I One, did I need it? No, but I have used it so much this year um, that it's kind of turned out to be a pretty good gift. <laughs> so <laughs> so it's yeah. a leather punch. <laughs> I didn't expect someone to be able to answer both with one. Right. Yeah. That. That's like a gift yeah. trajectory. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Out. <laughs> and I'm always good. like, you know, at a horse show and people are like, oh, does anybody have a hole punch? I'm like, I do. And it's like European. It's very fancy. Oh, Ooh, yeah. I'm all in on the useful gifts. Like, I want something that like is going to be purposeful yes. and helpful to somebody. <laughs> yeah, so hang out with Winnie at the show. Yeah, no kidding. Morals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Kirsten, we'll go to you. Best or worst? If any of my family ever sees this, I promise this is not like direct attack. But like, <laughs> I think horse people or anybody that has like a specific like a very niche hobby or loves a specific breed of dog or cat. It's like, I got you the horse calendar. And it's just like, cool, this is Percheron's, but thank you. (laughs) Or like, (laughs) I have corgis, but it's not the corgis that are on socks. But I can tell you, I have many pairs of socks that have the wrong breed of corgis on them. (laughs) It's just an exercise and like, (laughs) you know, like, it's just here's this like thin thing that like is kind of adjacent to like your interest. So here, um, yeah, it's yeah. a nice it's gesture. And, yes, it, yeah. and every the time you're like, there. the thought was there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, All right, uh, let's jump over to Glenn, who I know would gladly take your Pertron calendar. So next yeah, time if you, you end up want to send that over, that'd be great. Who cares no if it's four years too late? Right, yeah, <laughs> give them an outdated Bertrand. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So I would say I would say this year because um, Jennifer bought me a truck on Sunday. So, Whoa. Uh, yes. uh, yeah. so I think that counts as probably the best gift, right? Yeah. Uh, wow. And besides, she sat in that darn dealership with me for four hours to buy a car. Why does it take that long? By the way, what's great is it's also a gift for her too. 
Right. No, this is pretty much my truck. Oh, she already has a truck, so this is my oh. truck. Oh, <laughs> so you get yeah. the truck second. Okay. okay. Yeah, I have the little truck. She has the big truck. So you know how the order of events is in this marriage. Yeah. She has the great big three-quarter ton. I have the little quarter ton. So there you go. Yeah. That, that is, about yeah. says it all, I think, right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a similar trajectory that we're on in this household as well. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think every household where there's a horse husband, that's pretty much the truth. accurate. Yeah. Pretty yeah. accurate. Yeah. All right, Leandra. I think one of my favorite gifts that I've ever gotten was actually from my little brother a couple of years ago. And he always, there's nothing normal that ever comes from him. My little brother comes up with wild things. He was notorious for just like foregoing presents and giving you an IOU. So we had actually come up with a, like another name for his IOU list, which was just like, I'll, I'll get there. And he's an engineer. So like, usually he can, theoretically, he can make very cool things. It just doesn't mean that he always does. So uh, with all that being said, I got this really bizarre, like tubular package that had come internationally, either last year or the year before. And um, it has inside of it a um, lo- a long metal spoke. And as I'm unwrapping this, I'm like, what in the world is this? Of course, like he doesn't think about any details. So there was no note with it. <laughs> uh, so I just was like unwrapping this, like what, what in the world's going on? And it's a fire poker, but it's forged. Um, and he said it, he had communicated with the artist who is in like Scotland. I'm going to get this wrong. I'll have to look up the information. And uh, it has at the very top a horse head. So it's like twisted metal all the way down. It's oh. like the most beautiful oh, piece of cool. art, but it's also very useful because I'm a huge fan of having fires in the fireplace. Um, so There's I can bring this with to your, your crew party here, uh, Joy. Yeah. They're all into fires. <laughs> we love the fires. Christmas the power and destruction. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, and then last year, same little brother got me a throwing axe. So I'm really, I'm, I'm enjoying these gifts that I'm getting him from. from yeah, him I feel like uh, Leandra yeah. should come to our family bonfire with all. Yeah, the I think you guys would be great. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, and I'm just, you know, it's not only do I have these beautiful um, gifts now that are both also useful, and then I kind of keep them strategically close to the door in case I would ever need them too. So you've got a fireplace, door, you have a weapon, you have art, you have a useful tool. It's all the things. So I just, I've really enjoyed them. I love so, so, is your yeah, brother the burglars. hit at the parties? Is he the hit at the parties, your brother? Uh, you know, he can't even help it. He is, it's annoying. <laughs> it's who he is. Um, but this, you know, when we were growing up, like we did not get along and now it's very entertaining. So it, it's worked out. Oh. I feel well, like we all know him now. I know. Right. For your brother. Cause my sister yeah. gets me like, you know, the bath fizzies and things. I'm like, I want weapons. That sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I think he's in Japan, right? I don't even know where he is. I think he's in Japan right now. So maybe so who knows what you're getting. Right there. No offense, know. Lisa, but. <laughs> this year it's a samurai sword. It'll be coming. Do you look for it? Oh, crossing my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> well, Joy, you and I kind of covered this in our last episode. We talked about gifting. So we did. Say, let's, yep. I think we had time us. for one more question. I Do think you it, have one you want to ask? Because there's one I want to ask on this list. You go like, for it. You take it. All right. What discipline would you like mm. to try that you haven't tried yet as a rider or driver? And let's jump to Glenn. Put Glenn on the spot. 
Uh, that is on the spot because I, you know, I just like pleasure driving and I never wanted to compete. So this is a tough one for me. What about like war driving? Like, like what's what? what's the opposite of pleasure driving? Like extreme driving? Well, you know, like CDEs and competing in events and things like that. And Wendy tried for years to get me to do that. I just have no desire to compete at all. I just like driving. You well, know? you can still try uh, a discipline without competing. Yeah. You know what? The one the one I would try, try is, and it's it's not very popular down here, but it is in the middle part of the country. Is endurance driving. So it's like endurance riding, only they do endurance driving. So they go through the woods and all that stuff, and it's for distance, 25, 50 miles. I I think I would like that better than my hackney pony. Uh, But but I think it would be fun to try with a pony that wasn't so fat and lazy. Uh, I know where you can get some pretty cool standard breads that would be up. Yeah, that'd probably probably be good. But I hope that takes off more uh, endurance driving. It's just, you know, it's it's a little more complicated than riding, I think, so. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that was officially the thing I learned today. I did not know that was. I a didn't sport. know that was a thing. I know something cool. New. All right. Well, since we said standard breads, uh, I'll ask Winnie next. What would you like to try? So, um, my daughter's show on the, on the AQHA circuit. So, um, and I have shown on it for you know before they started doing that. But one thing that I think is really cool is. Um, at the quarter horse level, but would be the hunter hack. It's not a lot. It's like two jumps and that's it on the AQHA circuit. But um, I always thought that that would be really fun and easy for me to start. Not that I ever would want to do like, you know, anything much taller. I mean, they're really small jumps, but that's something that I think would be really fun and very different from what we do. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a nice like entry into casual. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Nice. I knew I wouldn't fall off, so I would be okay. <laughs> yeah, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> the perfect intro. <laughs> yes. yes. All right, Kirsten. I'm not the most act, like active rider right now. Like I grew up riding dressage and eventing, and I think um, adding Western dressage to the makeover has kind of given me like a little bit of like a. I feel like there's a pipeline of interest there. Like I could see myself enjoying Western dressage, but I also have a lot of curiosity about like reining and cutting too. Not that there's a ton of opportunity for that sort of thing in my region. Like I'm in, I live in the mid Atlantic. So like it's dressage and eventing like central for us, but um, definitely a lot of curiosity about that. And I really, I think that um, working equitation is really cool. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah. That wouldn't be on my list too. Yeah. yeah yeah those people are badass yeah yeah, yeah they yeah. do everything <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like it's like massage with sticks and it's <laughs> like, everything yeah, it's everything. Everything. yeah. <laughs> we do have an episode about that check our history i don't have the number off the top of my head but we do have a working equitation episode yeah we've had some people at the makeover who i know have dabbled in that on the side so yes. yeah you yeah. see like in freestyle a lot of like garocha and stuff like that mm-hmm. kind of peppered in here and there that are i know are like elements of yes. the working reputation right so. yeah because of course the assumption is always you have to take a thoroughbred in it so yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right leandra how about you well, I, I've been really lucky to dabble in a lot of different disciplines. I grew up hunter jumper and then broadened my horizons tremendously because I just wanted to do other things. I just wasn't satisfied with it being kind of like one linear path of like horsemanship. And um, so I got to do, I competed in Gymkhana events, which was ridiculously fun. 
and was able to be educated by a lot of people who are like very old school cowboys and they did, um, they were big in raining. So I always wanted to be able to, if I could spend more time like practicing raining, but I think truly, um, so, so then I did like polo dressage, um, what else have I done? Riding Icelandic ponies, all those sort of things. And I've always worked with green or like problem horses. So I don't feel like I've had a lot of time to like grow in one path and advance. And I think because of that, I never really was, I never jumped into eventing. And I think that I would absolutely love uh, cross country. Like I know I enjoy dressage. I absolutely love show jumping, but I never really got to do cross country because I never really had the balls to uh, go after like these massive terrifying jumps with something that wasn't really educated in that. Um, So maybe just a tiny bit of survival instinct in me that I didn't know I had, but I would love to, do more cross country. Um, and I've never really been able to do that. So I could see that being a good fit for you. Yeah. I could do. Yeah, exactly. Joy, how about you? I'd probably say fox hunting, despite the fact I'm a chicken shit, which is why I do dressage. I don't want to leave my sandbox, but <laughs> I, I do love That's seeing... what hunting is for. It's just like the slow trail yeah, ride. Yeah, like <laughs> yes. I could yeah. go on a hunter pace and be like, ease my way into it, but I would love to, to be brave enough to go try fox hunting at least once. Like... I don't know. I think it'd be really cool and just a badass thing to do. That that's how I'll die and I'll, I'll be cool with it. <laughs> All right. Well, you and I need to schedule a trip for 2023 because that was my answer too. So Woo! we should go together. Find someone to <laughs> give us two very nice horses. <laughs> I know. I was like, we could talk to Helena and Jen. They might have some recommendations. You guys would love it. You would love it. <laughs> yeah. And, and you. D- they usually actually ask you to hilltop for the first time anyway. So Yeah, I'm sure you know, they wouldn't be like, here horses. you go. Yeah, they're, they're not just going to be like, here, jump over that solid wall over there. Well, and hilltopping's we like spring. going for a trail ride with alcohol. So, I mean, that's pretty much what <laughs> Wait, it is. Wait, we've already done that. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, have done that it's, it's, unsupervised. It's no different. <laughs> the alcohol might be a little more expensive than you're used to, but you, you know, it depends on which hunt you go to. You just have to get dressed up for it. Is the- yeah, there you go. <laughs> right, that's fine. I do own tall boots, and they do still fit most of the time oh so. it's true we're gonna get you in an english get up and that means i have to do ranch work with you so again things for 2023 <laughs> the joy and world tour yeah well <laughs> yes get right the great american tour of joy and kristen it's how can we embarrass ourselves today right how can we <laughs> both fall off and get run over by synchronized <laughs> Oh my gosh. I know we're coming close to time, but I, we have a couple more things. I'd love to get our 2023 goals. And then it wouldn't be an episode of retired racehorse radio without introducing two adoptable horses to wrap everything up. So Kristen, do you want to start us off with our 2023 goals? Yeah. Do you want like my personal goal or our podcast goal? Either one. You're you're welcome to pick. Well, I'm really looking forward to our hundredth episode. It won't be like my hundredth episode since I just joined. Um, You're part of it. But yeah, I'm here <laughs> along for the ride. <laughs> so really looking forward to reaching that milestone. Um, and of course, personally, I'd love to see one of our episodes um, since I joined be on our like greatest all time hit list. Yeah. So, um, so that's a goal is to make an episode that everybody wants to listen to. Yeah. Um, and on a personal note, I would like to show jobber in the bridal all year, which um, would be in the Ramel reins 
which if you're not a ranch person, no one has any idea what I'm talking about, but it's the, the highest level of training you can achieve um, with a Western horse. So you, the Ramel reins, you hold them almost like a joystick. They come through the bottom of your hand. So you can't cheat and stick a finger in between like you can with a split rein. Um, so that's like a high level of training I'd like to achieve. And I would also like to successfully catch a calf in the ranch roping this year. I believe in you. I yeah, right before this, I texted you and I was, what did I say? I was like, it sucks to suck at something. I've been out there sitting on Jobber in the cold, roping the dummy and missing for an hour before we got together this evening. So <laughs> the goal is not off to a great start, but we're going to get there. You'll get there. You'll get there for we'll get sure. There. <laughs> How about you, Joy? Oh, it's hard. I am excited for our 100th episode as well. It's, I really can't believe we've made it this far and it's really exciting to get there. Um, but I think I'm really looking forward to kind of exploring more now that the world is opening up in 2023 and trying to get out to more events and meet more listeners and just have a chance to travel and meet people who are invested in these retired racehorses the way that we do. So yeah, I'm really, really thrilled that we can actually get out and do that type of stuff again. Um, on a personal note, I'm I'm just hoping I can get my horse to like keep it together enough to get up to like successfully doing training level and dressage. We have about seven minutes of brilliance per every ride right now. And then it's, and then it's all questionable. So if we can get that to be a little more consistent this year, I'll be just peak those happy. seven minutes right when you go in. Like if I get eight yeah. minutes of brilliance, I'm like, yes, success. I'll be, I'll be good. I'm keeping That's the bar goal. low. Yeah. Yeah. That's that'll, a good goal. You need to shorten your rides to seven minutes, and then you're perfect. Then it'll be solid. <laughs> yeah. It'll be a stellar seven minutes for sure. <laughs> How about you, Leandra? What are your goals for this year, personal or professional? Well, um, this is going to be my horse's We're going into his five-year-old year, and I'm excited to be able to hopefully – be able to kind of step up with him. So two going to three, he was doing mostly rehab. Um, and just for any number of reasons, there was, um, a sort of, let's just say I just gave him time to grow up. Um, so busyness on my part and just allowing him to gain more maturity and give him time off and, um, trying to be, a good horse mom. So I'm really looking forward to being able to get back into consistency and then um, to be able to do a little bit more with him. I'd like to take him to his first show maybe. Um, so that's my goal personally in that respect. And then for new vocations, my um, I always will try to put forth something that is maybe a stretch. And um, for that reason, I like to keep it as this massive goal. And in that regard, I would say for the Lexington facility, I would really love to get to uh, 200 horses adopted in a year's time. So we get pretty close. And the thing is, I will absolutely never sacrifice quality for quantity. And so it's always a balance of that. And um, so that's my goal for next year. We're getting pretty close to that. So that would be nice to know that I've helped 200 horses just in Lexington alone, uh, find new careers, a new home. So fingers crossed. Love it. Awesome. We're happy to support this goal fully and enable every listener to adopt a horse. (laughs) Winnie, how about you? So on the new vocation side, In 2023, we have coming out a book 
that um, my mom, Dot Morgan, and myself have been working on. And it's um, what your retired standard bread wishes you would know. And um, we've got the book pretty well done. Um, and we've got our professional pictures. We're still waiting on some, but it's kind of a walkthrough of, from the horse's perspective on what he knew from the racetrack or she knew from the racetrack all the way to transitioning that standard bread um, as a riding horse. So um, there's a lot of information in there that I think would be very helpful for anybody uh, working with off the track standard breads. So um, that's been a project we've been working on and wanting to do for a while. And it's really exciting to see it. It's, it's getting really close. So I know that it'll come out in 2023. That's awesome. I've had mine for two years and I still need that book for sure. Yes. So I know what I'm getting Kristen for Christmas <laughs> next year. Yes. <laughs> yes. I have two daughters that show and um, we, uh, we bred and raised the horse, the quarter horse that they show. He's very special to us. He's now 12 years old. And he has successfully got both of the girls, like, just, you know, they've been top 10 at the Quarter Horse Congress, um, at the AQHA Youth World and Horsemanship and Equitation. And um, right after Christmas, we are going to the Gold Coast Show and the Gulf Coast Show in Tampa, Florida, which we has always been a goal of ours to go to. Um, so we're really excited that Jay-Z is sound and happy. And, and so we're really looking forward to showing up as for show right after Christmas and into like the first week of January. But it's just been for 2023 exciting in that uh, he got our oldest daughter. She rides um, on the Texas A&M equestrian team and horsemanship. And this 2023 is when they can talk to our youngest daughter, the coaches on June 15th. So our little homebred is still, you know, working hard, although his girls are growing up. Oh, <laughs> Which is I love that. That's awesome, though. Absolutely. What about you, Kirsten? I think, uh, like on the professional side, I'm not quite a year into being in a leadership position. You know, I'm not a stranger to RRP, but, you know, obviously have plenty of growth opportunity afforded to me by, you know, stepping up into a leadership role. So definitely very focused on that piece. And, um, you know, the work that RRP has to do to kind of get positioned for another year of advancing our work. So there's a lot that we have on our plate in that regard that is vast and somewhat overwhelming to conceptualize, but it's also a lot of fun uh, to think about as well. So I'm looking forward to that on a personal level. Like, as I mentioned, like I'm not an active rider at the moment in my life and um, have a very strange, like eclectic mix of personal hobbies. Um, I, um, I'm a power lifter and I'm qualified for regionals. So I have to decide. Congratulations. That. Um, and I run my dogs in agility. So I have one dog that's, you know, got some titles that she could finish up next year and a puppy that really needs a job to do. <laughs> I've got some work cut out for me there, but uh, I often joke, like, you know, I'm in a group chat with Kristen and like, I sometimes feel like I've lost my horse girl card sometimes in these chats, but like dog trial and dog showing stuff is kind of just like, it's horse showing light. It's <laughs> this a lot of the same types of like trials and tribulations and that sort of thing. So it helps me, you know, like I get plenty of it in my work life, but I still kind of understand <laughs> a little bit from that perspective as well. So. 
And you'll always have your horse girl card. As long as you're working with us, you always have that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't think that ever gets revoked. My, you know, <laughs> it does sure. not get revoked. <laughs> uh, Glenn, how about you? What are your goals, personal or professional? Well, you know, obviously the Horse Radio Network, I'm looking forward to what can happen this year. And I don't even... I don't even know that it's a goal, but, uh, you know, because it's so new. Uh, but what can happen with the team over at Equine Network and how we can grow Horse Radio Network? Uh, you know, it's already number one in the horse world, but, you know, and as niches go, it does pretty well, too. And I'm excited, you know, for still building out horses in the morning and keeping that going. It's the longest running daily podcast in the world. And Jamie and I aren't quitting because we're not giving up that title. So it's going to just happen for <laughs> yeah. a while. Uh on the personal side, more travel, and I'm happy to say that we've decided, and I've gotten approved by new, my new bosses, that we're going to do another road show this year. Woo. So uh, we're looking at six weeks. I'm thinking it's going to uh, it's we're going to head to Wisconsin and head west across the top of the country. Uh, hopefully, ending up in Washington, Oregon, because we have a lot of listeners over there, and then staying with listeners all along the way. Uh, and a lot of our Wisconsin listeners were really mad when we missed it last time because we didn't get that far west. So we're hoping to do that this year, and uh, we're looking at another six weeks. It'll be in September and October. Uh, so we'll we'll hook up the uh, living quarters and head on the road again and go out and meet a whole bunch more listeners. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. That Love We're it. looking forward to it. Can't wait to follow it. Yeah, and we're looking forward to it. Yeah. Well... That is amazing. Sounds like we all have some good goals. I do see that April has commented a, a laughing face, and I, I'm hoping that's in support of everything that we've done. But <laughs> I'm going to get. Remember when the timing on that was? Yeah, uh, it was either when you were struggling to catch a cow. Your tour of like trying different disciplines and falling off. And oh, was it oh, there? Yeah, oh, <laughs> that, that's true. Great, that's- they're really in support of us. I'll take that support too. Together. Thank you, April. <laughs> Thank you. They're, in, they're down for the comedic relief. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We'll for need sure. to invest in a GoPro before we do that, I think. Yes. For sure. I'm going to pass it off to Winnie to talk about our standard bread. We're going to have two adoptable horses featured. So Christmas special, holiday special means you get two horses for the show of one. It's got to be great. So Winnie, would you like to tell us about our standard bread huge which is a funny name. I love it. It's very close to Yule, like Yuletide. Yes, it is. Y-U-G-E is a gorgeous 16-hand dark bay with white chrome um, trotter that came into the program a year ago. Um, He did race not a whole lot, under 100 starts and earned around 200,000. And being that he was a trotter and so big and had a really nice headset, he was of interest to somebody who wanted him to be a road horse, which is what they do at Saddlebred shows. Uh, they drive them and they step really high. They have a lot of motion. And um, he had everything going for him but the motion. <laughs> He's more flat like a hunter. And we saw that when we had him as well. But um, he had this opportunity and this this person was a great adopter. And they put in great time, like so much training he looks fantastic. They sadly returned him again, looking better than he left and with a whole lot of new training. So he is, he never missed a beat riding. Um, we started riding him this week. We posted him yesterday and he's currently on the new vocation stories and he is going to make just a phenomenal riding horse for just about anything. I mean, he could be a show horse, he could be a driving horse, pleasure driving, competitive driving, um, hunters, jumpers, he's sound. Um, and he was donated by a great friend of New Vocations, and that's Dr. Patty Hogan, 
who um, is just one, a phenomenal surgeon, <laughs> one of the best racehorse surgeons in the country. Also, her and her husband raised standard breads. And, um, you know, this horse they bred and raised has had the best care his entire life. And he's just a true gentleman. So when you can see his picture, I'm pretty sure he's one that could possibly break the internet. Ooh. Uh, he is very handsome. He's a very cute bay. Looks very has that warm blood look to him. Mm-hmm. He's very fancy. So we'll definitely put his picture up um, when we conclude today. And Leandra, we also have a thoroughbred that we're featuring, and I cannot say his name. It's too fancy. It's too fancy for me. I I will say it, but I could almost guarantee that I'll be butchering it. Mubarmash, um, <laughs> who we affectionately call Mushu as a nod to the movie Mulan, um, is a 2016 gelding. He is a big boy also, standing at 16 three hands. And a curling baby who has mm-hmm. the um, the quite frequent flair and chrominess that we'll see in some of those guys. And one of the things I love about him is that when he was done with his career on the track, which was only nine starts, but he was pretty successful in that those nine starts, he earned almost $200,000. Um, but then he was so loved by um, the barn that he was in that they kept him as a pony horse. But um, he didn't have the longest career as a pony horse either because he got a little bit sour on the track. So with lots of enthusiasm left in him to have another career, he has come to us and he has all of the best qualities that you would expect of a horse who had been on the track um, is a little bit older than some of the other uh, horses in our program at six going on seven. And then went on to have more experience and exposure that they will get in those career paths, just traveling, being different places, being around crowds. And uh, he is a really straightforward kind of guy who still has a ton of athleticism. Um, even when we had him vetted and looked through, I mean, you would expect that maybe he would have more wear and tear or whatnot, but he is like a clean slate and ready to go. So we're really excited about Mr. Mushu. And while we have Kirsten on here, I can ask you properly because we've been back and forth about his eligibility. So based off of his last race, he would be eligible for 2023's uh, RP, the Red Makeover. But does a career as a pony horse disqualify you? Does that count? If that Um, activity happened after the start of training for the year. So we have some horses that, you know, they retire and they linger around at the track for a little bit and they have some pony activity and then they officially leave the track, like, you know, maybe sometime in 2020, But like, if that's sort of, if they, if he's had more than 15, like rides ponying before December 1st of this year, that would count towards his 15 ride. Well, there we have it. So I'll have to dig into how how long his short career as a pony horse was. Um, And then maybe we'll update based on that. But yeah, like if he tried it for a week and he was just like really bad for a week and they were like, oh, no good. He might Mm -hmm. still be a goo. 
We'll have you to figure that out. To be decided on that front, but otherwise, even no matter what he wants to do, he could be a really fun fox hunting horse. Even if if one of you ladies wants to take him on, um, you oh, might be good. needing I'll a more green fox. Green on greens always worked well. <laughs> green on it's like the negative and ne- the positive. <laughs> it's you know, it's that's how I like to look at he it. He looks very sensible. I bet he would take complete care of us and us yes. not knowing what we're doing at all. Yeah, sure. <laughs> He's sure. very handsome. Mm-hmm. I feel very, very confident with Leander, sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Rambo being whatever sort of hound mix that he is, he likes to try to prepare them for that environment. So he's maybe had a little bit of the introduction to that already. That's <laughs> we'll true. That's true. He does his job well. I love seeing him in the different new vocation horse photos when he sneaks in in the video. You can't keep him out of them. No. Like, he knows where the camera is at any given time. <laughs> He's always there. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, we have two amazing adoptable horses available. And is the new vocation sale still going this month for 50% Absolutely. Off? Yep. Okay. As long as you bring your horse home by December 31st, then you will be eligible for our 50% off adoption fee special. I love it. So get your applications in. Check out these two amazing horses. We'll be sure to put them in the links for you. And if they are not available or you'd like to see what else is there, there's a ton of amazing horses through New Vocation Standard Breads and Thoroughbreds. Check them out at horseadoption.com. That concludes our show today. Thank you, ladies and Glenn for joining and George, who's been in the background this whole time. I know we didn't include home, but uh, we couldn't do the show without George. He's very important to the whole program. But thank you all so much for joining us and celebrating this last episode of the year. We so appreciate it. And Kristen, with that, I think we, uh, we have our tagline. So set your goals high and love to learn from every ride. And always add more leg. Bye guys, happy holidays. Christmas Can't you hear those bells ring?